0: If you've ever been through an affair, if you ever committed an affair, uh, you were probably experiencing limerence.
1: Are you tired of learning how to heal from an affair, but not actually healing? Maybe you've gone to marriage counseling, but it hasn't gotten you anywhere. Or you've spent months struggling to heal and you're tired. If you're worried you might never be able to get through this on your own, then consider letting us help you. Go to HealingBrokenTrust.com and discover how working with Brad or a member of our team can make the difference you're craving. That's HealingBrokenTrust.com. Why is it important to know and understand limerence?
0: Morgan, that's a really good question. It's really important to know about limerence because limerence can really bite people in the butt. Limerence can be a really tricky uh, obstacle, especially if the one who had the affair works with the affair partner or still has regular contact with the affair partner. Uh, It's very hard for the affair to actually end in those kinds of situations. So really
1: what we're wanting to know here is if it's ended or not. Is that part of it?
0: uh, Limerence makes it harder to end Limerence, as you're going to learn in a second, is really a form of love addiction, obsessive love. It's a form of romantic love, infatuation. And we're going to get into that, uh, you know, more. Uh, but limerence is really uh, dangerous for mm-hmm. a relationship. Now, if you have limerence, so I'm saying that limerence isn't the end-all, be-all. I've helped couples where somebody's had limerence. And usually a common feature of limerence is that person is wondering if they should stay married or not. They're debating, you know, I found this person, I fell in love with them, I felt great in my marriage, I haven't felt great in a long time. Uh, And so they're kind of contemplating, should I leave, should I stay, Mm -hmm. that sort of situation. And I've helped people through that, uh, but it's very hard to do that on your own. And so you want to seek the help of a professional who has experience in working through and inf- helping couples work through infidelity and uh, in that subject because it's it's just very hard yeah. and it's confusing and of course the one who gets betrayed brings up a lot of insecurities in them and usually hits their biggest fear is I'm replaceable you know and that sort of thing and so as we we're going to get into this and you guys are going to listen to this and we're going to answer a lot of your questions and we'll see you guys on the other side. Thank all you.
1: right yeah so before you get started make sure you go to healingbrokentrust.com forward slash episode two that's the number two and download your guide to this part of the program so uh, talking about limerence let's get started Today we're going to start out with a listener question. Mm -hmm. Um, Brad, someone was asking, you know, I haven't experienced an affair, but my sister has. And as an outsider, I just don't understand why people risk everything like this. Why do people risk their whole lives for such a fleeting experience?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And and in fact, a lot of people who don't understand affairs, Mm -hmm. even people who've had affairs, uh, they don't know why they risk it. And that's a great question. In fact, I want to spend all day addressing that uh and it's really or at least the next 30 minutes yeah the next 30 minutes uh because this is really important uh if you've ever been through an affair if you ever committed an affair uh you were probably experiencing limerence there's different types of affairs there's uh in fact every affair is different but some affairs there is a common theme and that theme is limerence and what i mean by limerence is let me define let me define this because our english language uh when we talk about love... It's kind of limited. It's very limited. There's only... Uh, we talk about love uh, as a choice. I choose to love you. We talk about love as uh, a feeling. We talk about love as self-sacrifice. You know, there's different ways that we describe love, but love. But we all use one word. And, and so basically what limerence is, and this is many... Not everybody who has an affair, though, experiences limerence. And so let me be very clear on that. If you're listening to this and you've been betrayed... Uh, this may not be what happened to you, but this is what happens a lot of the time. Uh, not every not every affair is this, or it's not this, To doesn't reach this to its full maturity. And uh, when it does reach this to its full maturity, uh, that's when people are l- looking to leave. They want to be done with the marriage. They want to be done with the relationship. They're done with their spouse.
1: Okay, and that's the betrayer that's done with the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So what is limerence, Brad?
0: Okay, well, limerence it's, it's commonly known as infatuation, love sickness, hmm. romantic love, love addiction, or obsessive love. And if you've ever, most not everybody's experienced this, but a lot of people at some point or another in their lifetime will experience this.
1: Even if there hasn't been an affair, there could still be limited. Yeah,
0: I'm talking about in their lifetime, like when they were dating in high school, they had hmm. a crush on somebody, you know, you had a crush on the cheerleader or the football player you know, something like that, or just somebody in your class, mm-hmm. uh, where this gets really dangerous is you're married, you have a crush on a coworker, or uh, you develop a friendship with somebody and uh, you develop a with that person. Mm-hmm. There's a love sickness there. There's, you develop romantic love, love addiction, uh, becomes obsessive love. Okay. And so, uh, and so to answer this person's question, I want to kind of describe the signs of what experiencing limerence is and then i want to get into kind of the stages of how limerence grows yes
1: yeah, so you can understand why people seem to risk everything yeah
0: okay. yeah and let me and before i get into that i want to talk about the two types of affairs and again there's there's many different types of affairs but there's two that specifically are kind of the limerent affairs okay and the first is the limerent affair and then the second one is the i want to be in love affair Uh, The Limerick Affair, this type of affair is characterized by two individuals who believe they are in love. Uh, With this type, betrayers believe that they have fallen in love and they feel powerless over powerful emotions. It is not uncommon for them to feel guilty about what they are doing, but at the same time they feel they are no longer in love with their spouse and know that they will never be happy unless they are with their lover. This type of relationship frequently develops from an existing friendship that begins to deepen as the boundaries between the two individuals weaken is not necessarily based on sex in fact the driving the power driving the relationship is the strong emotions generated by the growing romance and this type of affair betrayers have most likely made the decision to leave their marriage Uh, they believe they can no longer they can never be happy unless they get to be with their affair partner Hmm. uh, the one they love and with this type of affair it can indicate there's a deeper problem in the marriage but let me be clear the the marital problem isn't the cause of this type of affair but there may be have been deficits or defects in the marriage, at the very least, that serve as catalyst uh, for the betrayer's motivations to consider working, you know, or looking outside of the marriage. And With this kind of this the affair, uh, th- some of the characteristics of this are uh, the betrayer believes that they want out of the marriage. I'm done with the marriage. Uh, the betrayer believes that he or she is in love with the affair partner and is willing to sacrifice life as they know it for the opportunity. To be with the affair partner, Uh, typically this type of affair is a long-term relationship that has developed into a romance. Mm. Uh, Frequently, there's a pattern of behaviors uh, where there's a pattern of the betrayer swinging back and forth between their marriage and the affair partner. They'll they'll be home and then they'll go with the affair partner. Mm. And we've we've experienced that several times in our office. When they're at home, they try to do what is right. They're miserable and they feel they'll never be happy. And when they're with their affair partner, they are ecstatic. Uh, but maybe feeling so guilty that they can't stand it. So they move back home only to feel miserable and realize once again that they can never be happy unless they go back to the affair partner. And so many times this dance of insanity can continue for years. Betrayers often seem incapable of making a decision about what they're going to do, even though they don't want to be uh, in the marriage. Other factors that may keep them from choosing a divorce could be uh, the feelings of guilt or failure. Uh, or they may have strong feelings about what, doing what's best for the kids. Uh, and then the other type of affair is the I want to be in love affair. Yeah. And this is really uh, also another type of limerent affair, but it's just being displayed in a different way. Uh, and with this type of affair, it's it's love addiction. This love addiction is characterized by a repetitive pattern of moving from one relationship to the next, falling into a love that doesn't last, although their patterns have an addictive quality to them. They are not necessarily about sexual relationships. They also do not fall under the category of people who have been, uh, who have become emotionally involved in an inappropriate friendship. There, this is there is a compulsive pattern to this behavior. It is about falling in love with that one right person. Oh. So this is kind of like I'm waiting for my princess to come, my prince to come. I'm waiting for this fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's more about fa- fi- falling in love with that one right person, who they can never find because that's obviously not. Not realistic. Uh, so this never-ending search for the right one prevents full commitment to the marriage, and having discovered that their mate isn't Mister or Mrs. Wright, because they're human. Yeah, these people will compulsively pursue the search for their soulmate, and so falling in love obviously isn't love at all. When this occurs, and it's not even uh, about the other person, it it's is about how the, the other, idea. Yeah, right? it's how this person makes them. It's it's, it's how they feel mm-hmm. uh, with this other person it's about how this other person makes them feel about themselves anyone who has fallen in love will eventually fall out of love and must choose love and that's important that many times people who are love addicts don't understand they're Mm. just going from one person experiencing limerence love sickness romantic love infatuation with one person eventually that'll dry up and then they go to the next Mm. and they believe that i can have this this is this is something that will last that it's permanent and it's obviously it's not uh but they don't understand what true love is true love is about knowing the other person and letting the other person know you. This is healthy intimacy. It's not the false intimacy that the love addict has mistaken for love.
1: Interesting what mm-hmm. you said. It's about knowing another person and yeah. letting that person know you. That's the faults and yeah. all of those yeah. uh, different things. It's yeah. Very interesting. And,
0: and with that, Morgan, you know, love addicts. This this can last uh, maybe a couple of years even up to, you know, at least one to three years, maybe even up to seven years, sometimes it can last much longer. It just depends on the situation. But, you know, if it only lasts one to three years, you're not really having a lot of time for that person to get to know you or you to get to know that other person, Mm. you know, then you kind of fall out of love and then you do it all over again. And it's really, uh, it's really sad. And so uh, love addiction, it occurs in males, but it's probably seen more often in females. Betrayers will tend to be ambivalent about their marriage. They don't know if they want to stay or go. They also tend to overvalue the person they're infatuated with. They are incapable of judging the negative characteristics of their affair partner. They don't see the negative characteristics. Right. They can't they can't make an honest, objective evaluation of who this person is. Even though they Because it's they're yeah. they're looked at
1: as, as an object, a love object, which is something we'll talk about here in yeah. a minute.
0: Yeah, and it, well let me say this though. They may see the the defects in this person, the negative traits of a person. That they're obsessed with, but they don't give that any weight, it doesn't mm-hmm. factor in their decision making. Whether they see that person as unique or special, they may or may not be in an actual relationship with this person, they're infatuated with this they person, may not even, even have yeah. ever talked to the person. Yeah, but they have this romantic idea of what love is, and they're willing to risk their marriage for it. So, and so it can be like an obsession that's not reciprocated, which is really unfortunate. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And,
1: Brad, do we want to talk about what limerence looks like?
0: Yeah, let's talk about that.
1: Okay, so I like this first one. I'd like to start with the first one. Um, The point that intrusive thinking about uh, another person is like thinking about them as a love object. They're not even really a full person, right? It's a love object.
0: Yeah, also you can check out the book Love and Limerence by Dorothy Tenev. This Mm -hmm. is where some of this information is coming from. Uh, and also, of course, if you need help, we can help you guys work through some of this. But Morgan, that intrusive thinking, yeah. uh, they think of this person as a love object. Yeah. But here's the the key thing. It's intrusive thinking. Okay. It's almost an involuntary, like compulsive... Obsessive. Yeah, it's obsessive. It's involuntary. It's compulsive. Uh, there's feelings. Some people, when they experience this, and I don't think we're going to have time to get into this today, but sometimes it's unreciprocated. Mm. You know, one person has this crush or infatuated with another, and it's not reciprocated, and... It's very depressing. It's very sad. It's very a miserable existence. Uh, there's a lot of despair there, and that intrusive thinking plays a big part of that. Your mind will dwell on it even when you're trying to get away from it. It's very hard to get out of this kind of thing, and that'll be the topic of probably another show: is how to how to get out of limerence. Okay. Uh, but it's it's intrusive. It's something that it's almost like when you're at you go to one of these like you go to Best Buy or one of these electronic stores, stores yeah. and they have a radio station playing and that's really loud and they got music playing that's really loud you don't want to listen to that if, if it's a, like if it's a type of music you don't like you can't help but hear it because mm-hmm. it's intrusive you're yeah. trying to browse you're trying to look at other things but it's but still there it's still there and it's intrusive and that's kind of how this can work mm-hmm. and so it's hard for people to get out of this even when they want out of it it's very difficult they they need help. They need to know how to get out of it.
1: And so the second one here, a longing for reciprocation from the love object. Mm-hmm. So they just want that love object, that other person, which they've objectified. Mm-hmm. Um, they want that person to reciprocate, reciprocate their their feelings of, of love, right? Mm-hmm. Their feelings yeah, they of do. longing. It's,
0: uh, well, once that reciprocation's met, mm-hmm. you know, I need this person to validate me. I need to be loved by this person. And when they do that, that's when I find... Uh, in a sense peace of mind that's mm-hmm. when I find satisfaction that's when I no longer feel despair in- instead I'm walking on air
1: Interesting. and
0: it's really you know it's either kind of you're either in the depths of despair or you're walking on clouds with this kind of thing and it's really people who go through this it's really a horrible existence uh, because most of the time you're probably uh, in, the, in the depths of its despair and it's really a horrible horrible existence
1: gosh yeah and so then the third one, uh, based, on, based on how the uh, person who's experiencing limerence, mm-hmm. based on how they interpret or perceive the love object's behaviors, it will significantly alter the limerence experience or the, the person who's yeah. experiencing limerence, their mood for good or bad. So yeah. it's up and down, right, like yeah. you said.
0: Yeah, and what they'll do is is it could be based on how this conversation went with this person. Mm-hmm. It can, adjust, you know, can make me feel good or bad. And in the context of an affair... Uh, this is, you can see how people get pulled out of their marriage with this kind of thing. Yeah. And those two types of affairs that we described, the the uh, I want to be in love affair and the limerent affair, These those are both different types of limerence. this kind of experience. You can see how those people, both people who experience that, uh, the betrayers who experience limits, they want to be out of the, when it's full grown, mm-hmm. they want to be out of the marriage because they want to be with this person. That's yeah. when they're happy. That's when they feel satisfied. That's when they feel complete.
1: Gosh, yeah.
0: And, yeah,
1: and we can do the the next one. Um, limerence the the person that's experiencing limerence will only have one person they have a love addiction to, unless it's in the early days of limerence or it's uh, in an experience of fading limerence.
0: Explain yeah. that. Yeah, and that's really that's really important because uh, many times when people are having an affair and it's and it's a limerent affair or it's one of these affairs where limerence is being experienced, they they're able to give time and attention to their spouse and their family. They're able to give attention to their spouse in the early days. And we're going to get into the stages in a minute. They're able to still show care and towards affection their for their spouse yeah. and their family early on yeah. or when that is ending. But when, when they're actually in the middle of this and it's kind of towards more in the— of middle the, of limerence? Yeah, when it's more developed, they don't. You know, they're they're just kind of cold to their spouse, hmm. distant to their spouse, because they've
1: kind of moved
0: into the limerent affair. Yeah, and they yeah, and their mind and everything's kind of on it's somebody else, taken
1: over by the yeah the, by the limerents. Yeah,
0: yeah. and that's and that can also be why, uh, like we described earlier, people move out, they separate, hmm. and then they come back. And we worked with a couple where that was for a couple of years. It was in and out, were separated, in and out, and trying to battle this and didn't know how to how to get over it.
1: And the next one here, mm-hmm. um, daydreaming about the love object, returning your love and affection can cause you to feel relief from the pains of the limerent experience. So when they actually return love and affection to you, then it kind of relieves some, mm-hmm. of, the, some of the pain.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, just even daydreaming about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel better. Uh, you feel euphoric. You feel like you're walking on the clouds. Just daydreaming about them res- returning that love Interesting. and being interested in you. Okay. You're, you're, when you're daydreaming about them, wanting to be with you, you feel... Like you're there. Yeah, you feel like you're there. You're not, you're not feeling like, gosh, I want them to reciprocate. You're imagining them already doing it, so then you feel good.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. You want to go to the next one? Yeah. P-
0: the the sixth sign of mm-hmm. uh, what a person's experiencing with limerence is people who experience love sickness or limerence tend to be shy around their love object. In our uh, scenario, the affair partner. So they tend to be... They can be shy around their loved object uh, and have fear... And fear the love object's rejection, okay. and that and that can be different. Uh, just again, a different stage. Maybe early on, they're shy. They fear that rejection, but once it's reciprocated and it's met, they're probably not shy. The sleeping dragon fearing. is awake. Yeah. yeah, they're probably not fearing that rejection, but in the beginning, they will. Uh, and even towards the end, they may be shy, but once it's reciprocated, probably not going to have that that can, that that type of shyness.
1: Interesting. And so then the next one: adversity can intensify the limerence. So adversity can intensify the limerence uh, being broken up by the affair partner, yeah. then them telling you they don't like you, um, finding or the affair is over, or the and, affairs are over. Yeah,
0: and this is important, Morgan. Okay. With, and then this is this this is crucial for people to understand who have gone through an affair or know who have other know others who've gone through an affair. Adversity intensifies oh, this love sickness, yeah. intensifies a romantic love, and intensifies infatuation. Mm-hmm. It intensifies a love addiction, it intensifies the obsessive love. Okay. So, when people say the affair is over, you know, we're done, maybe maybe like a new maybe, challenge. Well, it's a new challenge for many yeah. times for the affair partner or even the person in, in the counseling office saying, Yeah, I'm done. They may not really be done yet. Mm-hmm. You know, just because the affair is discovered by the spouse doesn't mean that they're done yet. Right. And that's where a lot of people get hurt much, much worse than they normally would because then there's a new layer of deception. Okay, you caught me with my hand in the cookie jar. Right. And I said, I'll never do it again, and I'm really sorry. And then you think it's over. As the as the injured spouse from the affair, you think it's over, and then that person keeps going back to the cookie jar. Because it's
1: like a new layer of excitement or yeah, a new layer of euphoria. Yeah, well, it just adds it's euphoria. Not,
0: yeah, it's, a, it's that, but it's what I, what I would consider it more is, it just increases those feelings of love addiction, mm-hmm. love obsession, infatuation, love sickness. And it makes that person, uh, it's more of a challenge for them. Yeah. And, and it intensifies like- their feelings for that other, that other person. That, uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do marriage counseling or you shouldn't confront them about an affair, being worried that they're going to. Find out, you know, and then they're going to want to be with them more. Usually, once this is discovered, that's kind of what ends it. Mm-hmm. But there are times when people get become more obsessed and they don't end it. And I've worked with plenty of people where the affair partner has contacted them after the, you know, hey, I'm done. They've cut off the affair, let them know, no uncertain terms. We're finished here. And the affair partner is not done yet. They're still stuck in that place of limerence and mm-hmm. they become the pursuer and they become the home wrecker. Oh. And recently we had a situation where uh, a woman, uh, and this happens from time to time, but we had a woman who uh, was much younger than she was probably in her early 20s. She contacted, unfortunately, the wife of somebody she was having an affair with uh, in an attempt to try to break up that marriage. And that happens a lot. We just had that see that a few times a month. Man. And it's very common, but that's that adversity intensifies it. And that means just because one person is done with the affair doesn't mean the other is. Wow, and yeah. and that can also mean, you know, you think it's over, but it's not really over because those feelings have intensified.
1: Okay, well, with interest of time, let's let's get through some of these. Individuals okay. stuck in lovesickness find themselves preoccupied with looking for signs that their love is returned, whether those signs are realistic or not. So they're yeah. trying to read into it. They're trying to yeah, find yeah, into things that's yeah. really
0: are not there, just to try to make themselves feel better, feel like that's being reciprocated. Yeah. You know, and make themselves feel better.
1: Right. And and so whenever someone has ended the affair and they're in no uncertain terms have ended the affair, that, that other person will try to look mm-hmm. for reasons or little loopholes in that little, you know, in what yeah. they said.
0: Uh, I'm going to read the next one. Okay. Uh, nine, when you are experiencing limerence, there's tremendous heartache when you feel uncertain about the future with your love object or affair partner. Hmm. So this is really important. This is that despair, that depression, that heartache Mm. when you feel like there's uncertainty. And that's why when you feel like they are reciprocating back to you, you're so happy.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. And when an individual does feel like their love object or their affair partner likes or loves them back, they have a feeling of walking on air, that euphoria.
0: Mm. And I'll do the next two, Morgan. Okay. Uh, When an individual experiences obsessive love, this kind of limerence that we're talking about, this infatuation... When somebody experiences that, other concerns in life are placed in the background. Oh, okay. They're not as, you know, they're more distracted at work. Uh, they're not as productive. They just kind of seem to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so other things in life kind of get placed on the back burner. That could be their spouse and kids as well. Kids, yeah. And then the next one, number 12, and the final one, is individuals experiencing this limerence or infatuation, they emphasize the attractive qualities, the attractive positive qualities of their affair partner. And even those average qualities that they possess, Mm -hmm. while largely ignoring the negative qualities of the love object. Uh, And later on, they may recognize them, but they don't have any bearing. And so that's why, and we've seen this in our office, where people can be totally obsessed and in love with somebody who's really just not a good match for them, or uh, they shouldn't really be getting married to. And so not every affair like I was saying earlier, is a limerent affair, mm-hmm. driven by romantic love or obsessive love or love addiction or love sickness, whatever, you know, that, that's what we, limerence is kind of a an inclusive term for all those descriptions. It's not, and not every affair is that way. Somebody's a sex addict, obviously it's not that. Emotional affairs, they're not always this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, wanna, I just want to have that clear distinction. Uh, and this is an important topic for us because it's very hard to get out of this if you don't really understand what this is. And that there is a way, proven way, of how to fall out of love, how to be rejoined to your family. Mm. And so that's what we want to talk about. And we're going to talk about what the typical course of limerence looks like, somebody who experiences limerence.
1: Okay. Let's talk about those typical limerence experiences. What does it look like?
0: Well, there are six, uh, I would say six definable stages. And so we're going to work through that. Number one, the first step or first stage is the experience of limerence or that romantic love begins at a very specific, recallable point. And what I mean by that is people know when they experience this. This mm-hmm. isn't like, oh, I think I fell in love, or I think I experienced this. People know when this happens to them.
1: Their eyes meet.
0: Yeah, typically the moment is when eye contact is made with the love object. And so limerence is you know, something that has happens at a very specific moment. And commonly people, when they're dating, they can tell you that specific moment when they started falling in love. You know, if they're, it's a dilemma an affair, they can tell you that as well. But usually betrayers feel very, 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 very uncomfortable knowing talking about that. And it's yeah. not really helpful yeah. to get into that necessarily. But You don't want to get into too much of the, the details. When you're um,
1: talking about it with, with your spouse, Well, basically.
0: as a spouse who's been betrayed, you don't really want to know too much about love letters, correspondence of that type. In that, um,
1: in that moment in, and yeah. the, the feelings that they felt towards other other person yeah. because you want to pull them out of that. You don't want them to be d- dwelling on that. And I think, would you say it's true that that's part of the reason why limerence is something they fell into? Because they dwelled on it and they, they stuck to it and they kept thinking over it and they mold over it and mm-hmm.
0: that, yeah, that love, I would agree sick feeling? That. I would agree with that because it's a very addictive feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually people who fall into limerence, not always, usually though. They're, uh, they didn't have good relationships with their parents or caregivers growing up, so they have a difficulty bonding and attaching. Mm. Uh, not that it's always extremely difficult, but there is some difficulty there, especially with the opposite sex. And then the other is there's probably a little bit of depression there, mm. and so it's kind of a, sets them up for this. For Yeah, uh, for this attachment yeah. that's just
1: so strong that they can't seem to get out of it, the addiction yeah. part yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. Now, the affair partner is someone, the betrayer, is physically attracted to, or the betrayer feels like this person is interested in them. Hmm. Interesting. And so, and this is, and I'm not trying to be crude, but commonly you see people who are, you just don't, you know, they're neither one of them is very physically attractive, but they're head over heels in love. And it's not necessarily that you that they're they find that person attractive. That's not why they're experiencing this romantic love. It's somebody else is interested in me. Oh. Right. And that's the driving point. They like that they, they like they're that somebody, likable. Yeah, they like that somebody else likes them. Right. And so, you know, it happens at a very specific moment in time. It's the first part of this course of limerence.
1: And then the second one, thinking about the love object mm-hmm. becomes pleasurable with a feeling of freeness and a focus on the positive attributes of the love object or that person. Um, they're not really seeing them
0: clearly. That's why we call them a love object. They're made into an object. Yeah. It's not a real person. But thinking about this, it is pleasurable for people experiencing limerence. There is a feeling of freeness and the focus, and this is important, the focus mm-hmm. is on the positive qualities. And as as this develops, there's not a lot of negative qualities taken into consideration. Yeah. And so, so it's people, not really reality here. No, it's not reality. It's the fantasy factor. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is people fall in love with people who are really horrible for them. I've heard a lot of horrible experiences where people fell in love with somebody that just treated them like crap, mm-hmm. but they still fell in, you know, They were still with them because of that because I remember when we fell in love our eyes locked That and I've heard fantasy that, yeah, story yeah the fantasy and this soulmate and I you know this feelings I get from this person
1: and at this stage we're talking about this mm-hmm. it's possible to have more than one potential love objects or affair partners yeah. even if it's in your head you know it maybe isn't fully developed yeah. into limerence yet so it's a kind of at the beginning stage yeah, you can this, have more than yeah one. we're
0: still in the beginning it happens at a specific recallable time and because this is still the beginning, you can still like two p- different people. You mm-hmm. can still uh, like, like I've explained before, it, it can be like having a crush on two different people. Yeah, kind of like in middle school, like yeah. you might have liked, you know, several different people. It's the same with this. You can still at this point even uh, get out of it if you wanted. Yeah, you can still get if you out decided. of it. Yeah, you can, you can still get out of it. You can still have feelings for your spouse, but you still think about that person because. And it feels good.
1: and it's kind of like where if you have experienced an affair like this, where the it's like this back and forth feeling where they're they're with you and then they leave and they go to the other person and they come back because maybe guilt or they still love you and then they go back and then they have these relapses where it's just i don't understand how you're walking down the hallway at work and you just lock eyes again and then all of a sudden you're you've back into this mm-hmm. pattern of yeah. you know addiction and, and it's yeah. very much like that it's kind of that back and forth back yeah. and forth
0: but in the beginning that you can choose mm-hmm. I mean, you have more control over More it. control yeah. yeah the third step in this course is the potential reciprocation from the affair partner, it can be euphoric. Mm. It's very, very euphoric when that person, if you like this person, and then they respond back to you with liking you back, it's very, very euphoric. And when this is happening, you're experiencing this. You get that person to like you back. Yeah. It's a euphoric feeling. But then you, when you think about their positive qualities, you'll replay interactions or uh, you'll replay conversations that you had. Yeah. You'll uh, replay specific moments that you had with them, while at the same time, you'll have an increased focus on your own relevant attributes. Yeah.
1: And it's really a chemical high. I mean, the brain is going crazy, like those mirror neurons that Mm -hmm. they just, the cuddle hormone that you hear about. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're just, it's really firing off, firing off. And so it's, it's very much a high, a chemical brain Mm -hmm. high that you have. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so that's, that's really the big thing, wouldn't you agree, that's causing people to... to Fall into this limerent yeah. affair. Yeah,
0: just a constant reworking in your mind, replaying mulling events, mulling it over, over yeah. kind of. Because uh, you
1: love that euphoric mm-hmm, high that, that's mm-hmm, just happening in your mm-hmm. brain. Oh, like, well, and they're responding back to you. Oh, they're yeah. Giving it back to you. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: And so, it th- at that third point in this course it begins to grow, and it doesn't take a long time for this kind of thing to grow either. It can uh, be what a pattern of uh, a week or. It could be. Yeah, I really honestly, it could be. This, some of this that we're talking about. Uh, it could be, yeah, it could be a week or shorter. To be honest with you, wow. So it's it, just
1: really a, a fall into. It just depends. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: you know, it's not, this isn't a one size fits all. It's yeah. one of those every kind of like a perfect depends. storm,
1: like a perfect storm, like you were saying. There's there's a perfect history of this person. Maybe they've they've had attachment injuries or attachment issues with with a, a spouse or a parent in the past, or um, just as a kid, maybe some depression falls into play, and mm-hmm. then you've got this kind of cocktail of, of mm-hmm. events that kind of cause mm-hmm. them to fall into this. This thing, you know, that we're talking about, mm-hmm, would you say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the next one is romantic love or love addiction increases where obstacles exist or when the person experiencing limerence doubts their love object or that affair partner feels the same way about them. So it's kind of like these obstacles put in the way and mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a, a gladiator movie. Oh yeah. So it's this another sort of euphoric high that happens that causes mm-hmm. you to really want to go and and win the heart kind of like the knight in shining armor.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. more Morgan, yeah and Morgan what you just said is really key to this. Mm. When there is obstacles mm-hmm. or challenges, this experience of limerence, love addiction, yeah. uh, infatuation, it only increases. Yeah. So one of the things that makes us, that drives this is the secrecy that's involved. Oh, yeah. You know, we have to keep the it secret. It's a challenge. It's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this isn't right. I'm married. You're married. Or, you know, one of us, you know, we're, we have other commitments. We have families. Mm-hmm. If people knew what we were doing, this is... Uh, this is only going to make it worse. And so that actually increases the feeling of this. Yeah. And this is also, Morgan, along with this same token, it's it's important to recognize that when people do experience limerence, if they even do recognize the negative traits that people have, yeah. it doesn't really slow down the feelings of love that they have.
1: It's almost like another obstacle. Yeah. Oh, that's a negative quality. Well, it couldn't be because we can work through this anyways. You know, we can, yeah. you know, and so it becomes a, an obstacle. But yeah. would, would you but, say that's in the beginning that they feel that? or is it kind of that's pretty
0: much consistent throughout Mm. let me just say this to fall out of love maybe in the later stages you can notice some of those negative qualities that they have and and that's actually what helps you fall out of love is you notice okay this person is flawed they don't have they're not all positive like they thought they were Mm. like I thought they were and so that's what helps you fall out of love uh, many times
1: but if it's an addiction like this, it's much more difficult, wouldn't you say? Because mm-hmm. we've talked about, you know, when they when they actually go and they marry their uh, affair partner, they start to see these negative qualities. But if there's an addiction like limerence, a limerent quality like that into the, the affair, it's even more difficult for them actually to break away and, mm-hmm. and see those negative qualities. And when they do, it's like an obstacle, like we're saying.
0: Yeah. And so it's important to recognize that just because uh, that person has negative attributes, doesn't necessarily mean that the the person who's experiencing limerence or the betrayer is no noticing those attributes. Oh okay. And it's, it's like that, a blind eye. Yeah, they're very blind to mm. it. Uh, so the feelings of love don't slow down.
1: Oh you know? okay That's, and yeah. so it
0: doesn't didn't stop. And also it's important to recognize that during this stage there are attempts that people will make to physically improve their appearance mm. or any status that they may have in order to increase that their desirability oh. to the uh, a fair partner or the love object
1: because they don't want to be rejected
0: they don't want to be rejected yeah. they have a there's a fear of rejection which also increases the feelings of limerence and
1: it makes it very difficult for the betrayed partner too because they'll see well my spouse is wearing that cologne that i really love that they never you know wore before they would go out and buy clothes and dress up and look nice and go out but they're not going out with me and so mm-hmm. it's it's like this what is this going on kind mm-hmm. of Thing. And so, yeah, that could that could really be a sign. So number five, with doubt and hope about having uh, their love returned, thinking about the love object or the affair partner can reach 100% of their time, right, for the person. So they're experiencing this limerence and they're thinking about yeah. it, right, all the so time. Yeah, so the
0: person who – so the betrayer or the person experiencing limerence. And this limerence, again, like I stated earlier, this can happen for people who are dating, mm. uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so – yeah, people experiencing this, it can reach the place where when there's doubt, okay, when there's adversity or when they feel like it's being returned, where people are and this is really unfortunate for people experiencing this because they're thinking about it 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. And you're either really greatly happy or you're completely miserable. Yeah. There's that's no it. there's really very little middle ground with this. And so you're think you're they're constantly consumed with it. And honestly, people can be suicidal during this time.
1: Wow, that's bad. And many
0: times, for people to get out of limerence, I don't always recommend this, but it can be helpful to be on an antidepressant mm. because that's that depression will actually fuel this limerent, the limerent feeling. feeling, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Because you said in the past, a lot of people who maybe um, have experienced depression, they they kind of seek those outside experiences to kind of kick in their um, the chemicals in their brain that mm-hmm. kind of change it and kind of pull them out of the depression and, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah that's mm-hmm. that's interesting mm-hmm.
0: when this deep thinking about the f- affair partner or love object that deep thinking about the despair and depression you're consumed with them if people do things if they do activities uh, to make themselves more desirable to the love object that'll help them with that okay. despair and depression but that's not really something we want to encourage people to do. Right. And then the last step in this course that it runs, that Limerence runs, is when and if the love object loves back the feelings of lovesickness or Limerence, it will stabilize until the next period of uncertainty. So if you get this person to love you back, to reciprocate you back, this will stabilize until the next period of uncertainty. Next time you doubt they love you, you're going to be back to despair, depression. And intensity of feelings can increase once again when there's adversity. When there's perceived adversity or there's real adversity, it just kind of drives these feelings. Mm. That's kind of the typical course. And so adversity makes this worse. And everything in an affair is obviously, I would say, is adversity. Just knowing that you're doing something wrong, that can increase this. Having this person work with you and having to keep it secret at work that can increase it a lot of you know just the potential that other people would know increases it the secretiveness increases this and this is important though limerence is beatable this isn't something that isn't beatable it does last on average anywhere from one to three years even up to seven years and there can be a a, you know episodes where some dissipate within six months and some that last for decades
1: i could imagine that if someone is experiencing limerence Um, Just clinging to their spouse, you know, and and fleeing, I mean, Mm -hmm. fleeing for their life, literally. Mm -hmm. If you work with the person that you um, have experienced limerence towards, Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, I mean, in that case, I would probably quit my job if it were me. Mm -hmm. I mean, get the heck out of Dodge with your spouse and and cling to your spouse.
0: Yeah. And here's, Morgan, this, and this is how limerence ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, The best method is really when there's starvation. You have to starve it. Star of the limerence feeling. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you do that by ignoring this person, cutting them out of your life. Mm. That's really the best way to do this. Uh, Especially when it's been an affair. That's the way you do it. That's the way you get over it.
1: Okay. Before you go, I have one more thing for you. Let me ask you a question. Has your partner left you or moved out? Maybe because of your affair or they've left you for their affair partner. Would you like to know what you can do and what you should avoid doing because it's destroying your chances at healing or reconciliation? Here are a few things people try to do to get their partner back that just doesn't work. Maybe you're trying this now or maybe you're considering trying this. One is giving your partner reassurance. I've changed. I won't be controlling anymore. I won't lie to you anymore. I won't have another affair and so on and so forth. Reassurance almost never works. Another strategy people try to use to get their partner back is telling them over and over again, I love you. I care about us. That never works. Okay, the third strategy, and there's more than this, but the third one I'm sharing with you today is arguing, reasoning, trying to help them change their feelings or doing something differently. And that never works. And the fourth thing, which I think is really interesting, is this negative thinking, thinking that nothing can be done to change your situation. And that will definitely not help you heal or or get your spouse back because you're stuck doing nothing because you feel nothing will work and you kind of get stuck in that cycle. But we go through everything that doesn't work and then talk about what does work in getting your partner back in our program called Stop My Divorce, Ruin Their Affair. It's specifically designed for individuals who want to heal after their partner has left for any reason. We outline very specific things for you to do that will help you heal and potentially save your relationship. If you want to learn more, go to healingbrokentrust.com forward slash stop. That's healingbrokentrust.com forward slash S-T-O-P stop.